Hey, uh, thanks for listening to the Nick and Big J podcast. We appreciate it. And you know what? It's brought to you by The Advocates. If you've been in an accident, well, call The Advocates. 208-471-4444. Straight from your waking nightmare, it's the Morning After podcast with Nick and Big J. Presented by Treasure Valley Subaru, the Idaho Center's premier pre-owned superstore. With a large selection of cars, SUVs, crossovers, and trucks, and payments as low as $250 a month, Rob and his crew have exactly what you need. And with one of Idaho's largest Subaru service centers, Rob and his crew have got you taken care of with express oil changes in under 45 minutes guaranteed, or it's free. And now, Nick and Big J. Well, good morning, everybody, and welcome to the eighth day of March. It's a Wednesday. 2023 is the year, in case you're curious. My name is Nick. There's Big J right over there. Yeah. Happy International Women's Day to all of you. Yeah, all you ladies. Big J, you're surrounded by women. I imagine it's a pretty big day around the Big J household. How do you celebrate? I don't have heard a squeak from any of them about it. Is that what you think women do? They squeak? What a horrible Uh, thing to say on International Women's Day. Shut up. He goes straight down. Oh, so no celebrations planned? No special dinners? Not, no, uh, I, There wasn't, but now I got you, apparently. Well, you got to make up for the squat comment. Yeah. I think now you've painted yourself into a corner. Something has to be done to redeem yourself. You live with women constantly. Uh, no, I don't. Uh, but I will say this. Happy International Women's Day. And hopefully it's a good one for all parties involved. Obviously, we couldn't be here without you, for being perfectly honest. So yeah, yeah, absolutely. We thank you for everything that you do. And uh, we do appreciate you, uh, no matter what happens uh, over the next four hours. If we say something stupid, it still means that we do appreciate you, no doubt about it. Of course, today on the show, no gigantic concert announcements, unfortunately, but we do have... (laughs) Well, (laughs) listen, there's plenty of that I mean, that might be it for the rest of the summer (laughs) season. I mean, the way things have turned out. Yeah, especially with your attitude. So, not your, the royal you. Oh, and of course, we also have an opportunity for you to win some things, and that is pretty important too. Because Monster Jam's coming up all weekend long at the Fort Idaho Center Arena. Yeah, roadster we got show. Yeah. Tickets to that roadster show is happening at Expo Idaho all weekend long. Uh, Bad Flower is uh, a hair away from selling out on Saturday. We have passes to that. Uh, the bands uh, Bad Flower and Des Rocks coming in for Coors Light Corwin Ford X sessions on Saturday. Back to back. It's the first time in a long time we've had X sessions. First time in as long as I can remember, we've had a double X session, Big J. Yeah. So uh, we are very excited for those to happen. Keep listening for your chance to win your way in. But a reminder that if you can't, it would be a good idea to stick your head into the social media on Saturday afternoon as we do stream these live on our Facebook page, uh, video style. And you can check them out that way. We also air them live on the radio station when they come in and perform acoustically, too. It gives us a little chance to have something special happening around these parts, and we always like when we can do that. Special thank you to Coors Lane Corwin Ford. Our friends at Portisubs, Big J, supplying some food for that, so thank you for that as well. Yeah. So we will have a busy show today as Big J has a movie review for you. We have to go to hell. Headlines makes a return. It should be a good Wednesday, but we play music on this show, so let's get started with some Green Day. Longview is kicking things off here on the morning after on the X-Rocks. With Nick and Big J. Want to give a little bit of a shout out to an artist here in the Treasure Valley named Benjamin Victor. He is making uh, history here in the United oh. States of America as he is putting the finishing touches on his fourth statue that he has been commissioned to prepare for the United States Capitol. 
Uh, no other artist has four statues in the Capitol on display, but Benjamin Victor certainly will, which is pretty impressive. About four months ago, uh, he was commissioned by the state of Arkansas to commission a statue based on as a tribute to Daisy Gatson Bates. She is one of the unsung heroes of the civil rights movement back in the 60s. She was one of the uh, nine teens who first broke the segregation barrier at Little Rock Central High School in Arkansas. Uh, they were called the Little Rock Nine, if you remember, as they would become known. This is the one where the governor was on site trying to bar anybody of color from entering the school and those nine just kind of carried their books and went in through the school the national guard was on scene there's lots of pictures in fact this was uh, one of the pictures that was making the rounds last year remember when they found jerry jones in the background of one of those oh situations? yeah yeah this is uh that's how this kind of came to light and how this came to be is they wanted to make sure that you know maybe some unsung heroes of the segregation movement got a little bit of recognition so the state of arkansas decided that they were going to actually commission a statue victor got the uh, the bid and he is putting the finishing touches on it now no real date has been set for the unveiling in washington dc but he still has a little bit of work to do on the statue but that's pretty cool that an artist from voice he's got uh, four statues uh, on display at the u.s capitol yeah. will have soon which is a record, which is pretty awesome. So congratulations and a pretty cool story as well that he'll that Benjamin will be able to tell. And I uh, saw some pictures of the statue. It looks fantastic. It's, it's larger than life. It's like 10 to 11 feet tall, something like that. It looks gorgeous. He did a fantastic job with it. And because, you know, working with those statues, sometimes it can come out looking wonky, but he knows what he's doing. So way to go. Well, I, I don't, I mean, I guess I'm kind of think it's a bad move by the New York Giants to do what they did yesterday. They, uh, they signed Daniel Jones to a four-year, $160 million deal. I, I do not know if Daniel Jones is a $40 million-year quarterback. I'll be perfectly honest. See, but here's the problem now. that You're running the mill quarterback. That's what they're getting. It's crazy to me. So and he you know honestly the last few se- the last few games of the season he looked pretty good. Well, listen, if you take out his and numbers Gable, against the two uh, Vikings games that he had, he is bad. <laughs> he put up some crazy numbers against the Vikings, one of the playoffs, one in the regular season, and that padded his stats. The Vikings, of course, had a really bad defense. But uh, I-, I listen. I, if I if I am making a, a franchise, I would let Daniel Jones go. That's just my personal opinion. You're right, uh, but again, Daniel Jones is kind of. Uh, in the Justin Fields world to me. Like, I think he's pretty good when he runs the ball. I still don't know if he can throw for 30 touchdowns in the National Football League. I don't think he can. But the Giants are married to him for the next four years, so we'll see how that all works out. They came to that deal so they could put a franchise tag on Saquon Barkley and pay him $12 million a year so they didn't have to sign him to a long-term deal. So Jones and Barkley will both be back. They, of course, a big part of the Giants' success this year. But again, with that success comes a much tougher schedule next year. I don't know if the Giants will have the same amount of success next season. It all depends what happens in free agency, who they bring in, and what ends up happening next season. But uh, if you're a Giants fan, I don't know if you're happy about this or if you are on the fence about it, but uh, it is something that happened for sure. Don't know what's going to happen with Lamar Jackson either because the Ravens did place the franchise tag on him, but... It's not one of the exclusive franchise tags, meaning other teams can make a deal with Lamar Jackson if they want to. They have to give up a bunch of draft capital in order to do that, but it could mean that he could be on the move still despite being franchise tagged as long as the team is willing to give up some capital in order to sign him to a contract. And at 26 years old in his prime, I'd much rather give up two first-round draft picks to Lamar Jackson than sign Daniel Jones to a $160 million deal. That's just me. 
I am not again a National Football yeah, League. Yeah, but it's gentleman. the draft picks plus the, the kajillions of guaranteed money that Lamar wants yeah. that that nobody's going to give him. Now. Yeah, well, well, you don't know. You, you never know. I mean, there's lots of guaranteed money flying around. They're, yeah, but they're trying to roll back this Deshaun Watson thing, the stupid thing that the Cleveland Browns did. Yeah, that was a bad precedent that was set, to be sure. But once it's set, you know, who can blame somebody for wanting to go after somebody oh, that's yeah, not nearly as good Lamar. as you? No, of course getting the kind of money that he is getting. It is crazy. So we'll see where that situation goes as well. If you are a fan of HBO's Barry, which of course features uh, Bill Hader, former guest of the morning after Big J, Mm -hmm. Henry Winkler's won a bunch of Emmys as well, courtesy of that show. HBO has released a trailer for the fourth and what they have now called the final season uh, that's going to come out in April. Uh, Both Bill Hader and Alec Berg, the co-creator, said that they realized as they were making the season it had a very clear ending that presented itself. And so as they wrote season four, they then went to go back and rewrite season uh, three in their like you know what let's not do season four let's just do or let's not let's just make sure that we do season four and make sure there's a full-on ending to this show so uh april 16th is when the fourth season premieres and that will be the last season of hbo's barry which is a very good show if you have not had a chance to check it out really good performances in that show and it's also funny and it's also deep and there's more aspects to it than you think and it's a good show morning after with nick and big j there's your important stuff for the six o'clock hour it's the latest from Lincoln Park. That song is called Lost here on The Morning After with Nick and Big J. For a time, I think you're over this now, Big J, but for a time, your dream was to retire from this business at some point and then purchase a recreational vehicle and travel the countryside. <laughs> I believe that that passion has slipped out of your body. Is that correct? Well, I mean, it was uh, it, it was something that the wife and I shared, and then she decided she wanted to do more traveling outside of the states of the United. Gotcha. So you no longer decide that you may want to take the show on the road once you're done. Yeah, and well, I mean, I can. I of can course, do you can do whatever via, you want. Via the plane. The plane. Do you boss. do you have? Well, I mean, I guess at some point, uh, you you there is some you know retirement plans. Do you have a plan to like uproot and I go someplace else and retire another place, or you think you're going to stick and stay in the state of Idaho? No, there's. We, we would if we would love to get the hell out of here at some point. Do you have an idea where though? Yeah. They, they, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, the kids uh, they want to move to Oregon. Well, you, so, you act like that's such no, an exotic place. No, I mean not 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 close to the to the to the state of Idaho. Right. Like, well, I mean everything's close. Well, to no, the state but of Idaho. I mean you know it's one of those things where you know they have good reason for that, and um, you know we we've had talk, we've, we've looked at places um, to buy a home and a home where they want to buy a home, and then kind of you know vacation there, etc. For a while until. You know, retirement is, is a real thing, but that's ways down the road. So you're thinking that maybe when you decide, you, you may have like two homes kind of a thing and split time between yeah. Oregon and Idaho at one point, and that could be... That, uh, that could be a reality, yeah. Okay. Uh, well, if you have any interest, at least according to a new survey, as you get older, you may want to stick and stay right here in this state of Idaho because a new survey of 60,000 senior citizens places Idaho as the number two place to be if you're an elderly person in the United States of America, dude. Uh, now, Delaware came in at number one, but Idaho came in at number two. And what they ranked this on was uh, volunteer work, community engagement, transportation for the elderly, continuing education, and general livability and living facilities for the elderly here in Idaho. Ranks very, very high. 
So we are doing pretty good once you get older and you would decide that you want to hang it up. Apparently, this is a nice place to be. Uh, Hawaii, Arkansas, New Jersey round out the top five. But, uh, you know, the place, uh, if you had to guess, Big J, what state in the United States would you say has the most senior citizens? It's pretty easy. What you Florida. Think? Absolutely. Number one has the most and most by far. But they rank 20th on the list. So pretty far down considering all the access and how many old people they have. But the worst place to be if you're an elderly person, not too far away from here either. South Dakota, Big J. Uh, came in at dead last. That is the place where you do not want to be. Apparently, they don't care about their elderly. But we're doing well here in Idaho. I looked it up. Oregon is sitting at about uh, 17. So uh, on the in the upper half of the United States of America, if you decide to do I'll tell you, if I move to Oregon for my kids, they better damn well take care of me. Oh, you want them changing diapers and taking yeah. care of you? All right. Well, listen, I, fair's fair. You're right. I mean, if you're doing that just for your kids, I would hope that they'd have some sort of... I don't know, uh, attachment to you. Yes, and, and I agree. feel some responsibility for that. Uh, so uh, they better I start planning now. I volunteered to love them. <laughs> it's true. You are not required to do so. So uh, if you're planning on sticking and staying here in Idaho, apparently you've made a good choice. And you can ask your uh, elderly neighbors, friends, and uh, family members if they agree with this. But apparently we're doing a good job with our elderly. Morning After with Nick and Big J. Big J's got a movie review for you next on the X-Rocks. That is Slipknot. That is Duality here on the Morning After with Nick and Big J. Yesterday, gosh, right around this time, you guys selected a movie for Big J to watch and review for you. It was called The Good Neighbor. It was available on Hulu and Big J watched it. Now we find out if it was good, bad, or indifferent. Yeah, uh, stars. uh, The only probably person you might recognize or notice in this is Bruce Davison. Do you know that name? I know Bruce Davison, sure. Yeah, and so uh, he's in this, and uh, you've got a couple other characters that uh, you probably never heard of and. Basically, what this movie is about is uh, uh, a couple neighbors who uh, decide, uh, you know, they they enjoy uh, fishing, and so uh, they're kind of friends, and uh, they go out to uh, a bar and have a good time and drive home drunk and accidentally kill somebody. Terrible. So, uh, and then they, they, you know, well, what do we do? They So they cover it up, and that's, of course, when you uh, have uh, this whole thing. Uh, you got two people who kind of are friends, but not real friends, and trying to cover up a crime. And uh, one is, in particular, really invested in covering up this crime. The other one is just kind of shocked. That's the person who was driving. Uh, his uh, his name is uh, David. He's played by Luke Clinitoc. And um, and then uh, it gets it starts to get weird, Nick. And it's just uh, it's kind of a predictable kind of thing. And and as I'm watching this, I'm like, guys, I swear I've seen this movie before. And then I'm like, you know what this movie's like? This movie is like soft core soft core porn movies from the '90s, but without the porn part. Like Skinamax movies? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like you've got this, uh, these, this, this intrigue and and all of this stuff going on, but in in the middle of that terrible storyline that's happening, there's uh, there's there's hot people banging. Okay, and and the, the, that's not happening in this. Okay, nobody's banging in yeah, this movie. Yeah, no, no. Well, yeah, there is, but they don't show nothing, <laughs> and it's very brief. See, that was the part that we were like, okay, I'll go ahead and watch this through squiggly lines on Cinemax that I don't have because I'm invested in in, a pubescent kid Uh that loves this stuff, and I don't care about the storyline. Sure. Uh, it, it's the same kind of movie, but but without that, so, it made you wish you were a preview. Yeah, boy? yeah, I I wish that something was happening here besides this movie, basically. <laughs> so it was not good. Yeah, no, you totally skipped this. What a bore fest.
Uh, does it? It seems like it could have some thriller yeah, elements. It's, it's just predictable, and this is a movie that's been made thousands of times. It felt very "I know what you did last summer" to me. Uh, yeah, but, when but I, also without the hot chicks and 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 uh, just it, it, like yeah, you're right. I mean, but it's a storyline that's been done so many times. You got to do something that's different, and it, they don't. So not enough hot chicks or nudity yeah, in this movie no. for you. Happy International Women's Day, everybody. So you say skip? Skip. Don't watch this. Go watch Red Shoe Diaries, okay? Like young David Duchovny. Uh, Telling the wacky stories, but but it's in the, in the middle of that, there's humping going on. That is a hot take. Well, uh, I guess I'll pick out movies that are supposed to have more nudity in them for you. No, you don't have to do that. I'm just saying. I'm just letting people know what this movie's about. <laughs> It sounds like you're letting him know what it's not about. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's not about naked people. It's not, and that made you angry for some reason. Well, it just there's it's. I was like, I've seen this movie before, and those movies were way better. <laughs> and then I figured out why. Because they had nudity in them. Got it. So simulated uh, stuff happening. The Good Neighbor is available on Hulu, but Big J says it is not approved. I'm yeah, not it. worth your time, people. So there's a big L for Streaming Dumbass this week. Sorry, everybody. Morning After with Nick and Big J. Coming up in a few minutes, we got your important stuff. On the Morning After with Nick and Big J. Big J, let's say you're super, super hammered. You went out the night before. It was your 35th birthday. You're puking all over the place. You don't know what's happening. Yeah. Would you at that moment have taken a shot, an injection of something to help you sober up if you knew it was effective? Oh, yeah. Yeah? Oh, yeah. <laughs> what, what the hell? Why wouldn't you? The scientists of the university. Is there some anti-vaxxer? Uh, well, I don't think it's a vaccination. <laughs> oh, they don't like needles anywhere around them, though. Uh, scientists at the University of Texas Southwestern have developed an injection that could sober you up no matter how drunk you are in half the time. But people have been trying to do that, kind of come up with that kind of concoction for since the beginning of drinking. Researchers gave mice enough alcohol for them to be completely off balance and then gave them injection of the hormone FGF21 while they were unconscious. Mice who received the injection recovered their balance in one and a half hours, while mice who were not given the injection took about double the amount of time to still have their balance. Now, uh, what happens is this particular hormone acts on the nervous system and regulates alertness, and they think this may be like the ultimate hangover cure, or at least the ultimate sober-up cure, if people are open to taking it. They still have yet to do tests on human beings, so we'll see where this goes. Listen, I'm doing clinical research right now. I'll be... Though I don't know if I want to get that drunk all the time. I was just going to say... that would be a lot of... Listen, let let me just be perfectly clear. If you are getting this drunk all the time that you're like, I need to have a shot to sober me up so I can function, it's time to look yeah, you're in the mirror. You're in your mid-20s. What are you talking about? I know, but like doing it all the time, thats a re- you're an alcoholic. You're not in your mid-20s. You've got problems. No, you're partying. That's not being an alcoholic. No, partying no. every day is not being an alcoholic? I guess we'll have to degree and disagree. But it still is something that you probably should think about. Maybe take a breather. <laughs> Maybe don't like, get so hammered that you need a yeah, shot. Don't get, don't get that mixed up with your Narcan shot that you keep with you, too. Yeah. And so be aware and alert. But listen, the, the miracle cure that you've been looking for forever could be coming soon if all goes well with their clinical test. 
Take your time, doctors. Each day that passes, uh, it looks like Aaron Rodgers more likely headed to the New York Jets. The Jets flew into Green Bay yesterday to have a conversation with Aaron Rodgers and have been talking to him a couple of days this week to see if he wants to head to the New York Jets. Uh, Woody Johnson, Joe Douglas, the general manager, Robert Sala, all flew in to ca- flew in to talk to Aaron so, Rodgers. So, so they got on a plane and went to visit him. Yes, it sounds so familiar. How's that? Well, I'm pretty sure a couple plane trips were taken to see Brett Favre. Uh, well, for I, various various degrees of no, his traveling it's, circus. it's a little bit different because Brett Favre uh, was just traded without him knowing. He actually wanted to go someplace else, and the Packers traded him to the Jets uh, just because he didn't have a no-trade clause. Now, Aaron Rodgers does, as well as being under contract. And so that is what makes it a little bit different. It sounds more like recruiting, but obviously Aaron Rodgers has to know this is happening. Otherwise, this would very clearly be tampering, and you cannot do that. Well, no, the Packers gave permission for well, the Jets to but also, that. Aaron Rodgers has to give permission. It's right. not just a one-way like thing. Like he and the Packers well, both have to know. Well, this is part happening. of his agreement when they did this new contract was that at some point there was a, a, a trade opportunity if things they didn't see eye to eye on stuff because of all the drama that was being caused. Sure. And so, just the fact that the Packers said, "Yeah, you know what, you, Jets, you can talk to Aaron, Aaron, you can talk to the Jets," kind of tells you where the Packers are. Yeah, well, of course, and and according to reports, uh, they have been saying for weeks they're fine with Aaron Rodgers deciding to move on, Uh, but they have also said that whatever he wants to do, they will actually appreciate. So if he wants to come back to the team, they will make that happen. Aaron still has not made his, I guess, opinion public as to whether or not he wants to stick and stay or he wants to go somewhere. It doesn't. I mean, I don't know. He didn't say it in his interview that he does every week. Uh, But uh, as more time goes on, I'm I'm okay with this if they decide to move on if he decides to go someplace else as an owner of the team and a fan uh, I will say that uh, I am okay with Aaron Rodgers going someplace I harbor no ill will towards him uh, I feel like uh, I understand if he wants to move on and I am ready for the team to move on as well whereas with the Brett Favre situation I will fully admit that I was team Favre at the time I, I felt like he had proven himself and built up enough equity that he could unretire and retire as much as he wanted to because he brought that team back to relevance. I mean, in my childhood, the Packers were awful forever. And to have yeah, this Matt, team in the John national... John right, was your quarterback. Yeah, and, he, and, he, and then he got hurt. Uh, and then Brett Favre took over and made the team relevant again. So I had an affinity towards Brett Favre and felt like they were moving on from him too soon. Of course, Aaron Rodgers ended up working out. But in this particular case, uh, I, uh, I, I'm okay with things going forward the way that they're going. If he stays, fantastic. If he goes, I'm okay with that as well. Whatever happens, happens. Jason Sadakis uh, talked a deadline about the upcoming season of Ted Lasso. The first episode in that season debuts here in a couple of days. And he revealed something that we did not know, and that is that Ted Lasso, the third season that's getting ready to air on Apple, will be the show's final season. Uh, they said that uh, He said that according to uh, lots of reports, when they were writing the third season, they realized that this story had an end. And they were happy with the story they wanted to tell. And everybody is very upset that the show's coming to an end because it is one of the most beloved shows on TV. It's winning awards every time it comes out with stuff. And he said, you know, the fact that people want more already when they haven't even seen what season three has to offer is very flattering. But once all 12 episodes are released, then you can maybe say it and go, man, I see what they're saying. I understand what's going on. It's a perfect ending to this story. We got it. 
But until that time comes, he certainly does appreciate the curiosity beyond what they've come up with so far. So just know that another fantastic show is coming to an end with the new season that's going to be airing on Apple TV beginning later on this month. It will wrap up uh, at the end of May, and that will be it for Ted Lasso. And I know you don't want to watch it because it's soccer, but I'm telling you, it's one of the few shows that lives up Listen, to the hype. I've seen the promos, and I'm like, it's not it's not something that is like, I got to watch. I'm sorry. It's okay. You, I'm, I'm just telling you, for those that do watch it, it's, it's uh, no, it's a fantastic television show. I felt the same thing, and then I watched it, and I was like, damn, this show actually it lives up to its hype. It's very good. It's very funny. The characters are great. So I am a Ted Lasso fan. I am sad to know it's coming to an end after season three, but I also enjoy when TV shows know they're coming to an end and can wrap up a story. Yeah. Oh, I appreciate yeah, that That's more than going on past the point of uh, it being relevant or funny anymore. I'm looking at you, The Office. Morning After with Nick and Big J. <laughs> There's your important stuff. What the hell is this? The Morning After with Nick and Big J on 100.3 The X rocks. We are headed to Cincinnati, Ohio for today's We're Going to Hell story, a city we've both been in, Big J. Yeah. And is it me or are there... Okay. But uh, it seems to be there are more stories popping up of people having really strange and exotic animals that they should not be having, getting loose, and causing havoc. It does seem like it's more frequent. Uh, we're going to have another one coming up in headlines this oh, morning. but two for the day? Yeah, but this one's a little bit more we're going to heli because the way it ends up. As uh, basically, uh, Cincinnati police got some calls on January 28th about they were pretty sure they saw a leopard in a tree in Oakley, which is a neighborhood just south of Cincinnati. And so, uh, right away, Animal Control was like, what? A leopard? That doesn't... The, there is a house cat that's very expensive, house cat, that looks a lot like a leopard. Very right. much smaller. Uh, but And that's kind of what it was, but in a little bit more of a, of a different kind of capacity. Now, they ended up showing up to this particular position, and sure enough, they found a very exotic-looking cat in a tree. So, Cincinnati Animal Care initially thought it was what you're thinking it is, Big J, a hybrid F1 Savannah cat, which very much look like these. They're much bigger in size than a normal house cat. Those are legal in Ohio, but it ended up revealing that it was a several, which is a much more exotic, much bigger, much more wild cat, which is illegal in Ohio. So it was, in fact, an illegal pet that apparently had gotten escaped. It's it's a native to Africa. Uh, and so when they actually were able to get it out of the tree and take it down and get it tested to figure out what it was and give it over to the Cincinnati Zoo, they did a normal checkup on it, Big J, to make sure it was okay, right? Yeah. You'll never guess what they found in its system. Cocaine. Cocaine! Yes, it's a cocaine cat! Yes, we have a cocaine cat on the loose in Cincinnati. Now, we've had Cocaine Bear. This is very clear, the follow-up to it. Cocaine Shark recently. (laughs) And so, now we have a Cocaine Cat. Now, the Cincinnati Animal Care was not equipped to house wildlife, which is why the cat was given over to the Cincinnati Zoo, according to a spokesperson. Spent some time in a little bit of a cage because it had to come down from its cocaine high it was on and wouldn't allow anybody near it without trying to strike it or go nuts on it for multiple reasons. Uh, Now, the owner they could not find. They're trying to figure out where this came from. More importantly, they want to know how this cat got a hold of cocaine, right? Yeah. 
So any information anybody has in the Cincinnati area of how this cocaine cat got loose, they are willing to take some information, but they've got some pictures. This looks like a very big cat, I'll tell you that. It certainly looks like it's uh, something that could do some damage if it was all zoinked out of its mind and started going crazy. So something you want to be aware of, but also another reminder that, hey, maybe we shouldn't keep wild animals as pets. And if we do have wild animals as pets, keep them away from your drug stash, guys. Well, I mean, you know, the drug dealers are the ones that really made that popular in the first place. Yes, keeping exotic yeah, animals yeah. as pets. So, yes. I mean, this makes sense. I, I picture that this cat was just doing its cat thing, and its owner had a pile of cocaine on a desk. A la Scarface? Yes, and uh, he went sniffing around. I mean, you can't keep something on, on top of a table uh, that a cat is, isn't interested in anyways. I know that. I got four of them at home. Right. You're saying if you had your cocaine out, your cats would definitely get it. Absolutely, this if I had sense. cocaine. This makes sense. And that's why you make sure you don't keep your pets around that kind of stuff. Yeah, don't leave your cocaine out. When it's going to go awry. And then certainly when it's around an exotic wild animal that could tear you in half with one swipe, you may want to be smarter about that as well. I mean, this... Cocaine animals, man. Should be a TV show. Well, we've only got three so far, so we got some work to do. Uh, but I'm not looking forward to making these. Well, things I say a that there's prob- this probably happens all the time. It goes un- uh, unreported. Yeah, you're right. a lot more stories out there of cocaine animals than we know. Yeah, uh, certainly in my brain, there's lots of them. Morning after with Nick and Big J. There's your we're going to hell story. It is the X Rocks. That is stained. That is for you here on the morning after with Nick and Big J. If you've listened to the show, we've told you multiple times, never throw out anything because you never know what's going to be worth a whole bunch of money at some day, right? Oh, yeah. Uh, but still, the world of collecting things can be a gigantic question mark from time to time. Uh, for instance, I will present to you the world of Funko. You are familiar with their plastic figures. Yes, Big J? I am not a Funko fan. I know you're not. So, uh, you've gone on the record. Despite having multiple ones, not by your choice. So they were just given right. to you. And, and so I, I appreciate them. And some of them, I'm like, oh, cool. I, so, but, but at the same time, I don't hate them. Like, I wouldn't say, how dare you make those? And you know what I mean? Right. And I know you've got, your whole office is filled with them. Well, not filled. I've I mean, got about close. 10 of them in there. Seems uh, like. Not as many as Adam has in his little cubicle. But yeah. uh, I do have more at home as well, mostly because those were gifts. But I did buy a lot of the Rick and Morty ones on my own that I have in my office. But I don't have a whole bunch. But I have them because I'm a fan of things. Like, I have the Mystery Science Theater ones that were collector's items. In fact, one Funko that I have in my office is worth hundreds of dollars. Oh my uh, god. I know, it's crazy, right? Don't steal it, please. I don't even know which one it is. Hey, right. Don't take them all, then. And so, uh, you know, I have some that are worth and Funko is one of those brands that have very collectible, very exclusive items. There are some Funkos that are worth thousands upon thousands of dollars that are exclusive to Comic-Cons and things like that that people can collect. But there's also so many Funkos out there that are worthless or less than. Does that make sense? Yeah. They make lots of figures, I guess is my point. And you never know what's going to hit. And uh, Friday, the the, band, the brand Funko announced that they plan to eliminate access inventory of at least $30 million. What that breaks down Holy to in crap, non-company speak 
is they're going to fill a landfill th- fill of about thirty thousand fun thirty million dollars worth of Funkos because it's cheaper to just throw them away than it is to try to sell them currently. And so the stuff that isn't selling, apparently they have a ton of Spider-Man, different variants of Spider-Man that isn't selling, Pikachu, and a bunch of Machine Gun Kelly Funkos that aren't doing well, and other Shocking. vaguely famous pop culture icons that just aren't selling and so what ends up happening is they've produced way too many of these and it's cheaper for them to just chuck them out than it is to sell and so they're going to be taking a 30 million dollar hit because not everybody's buying as much funkos now the company did Hmm. say they still have 246 million dollars worth of inventory available which is up 48 percent from a year ago so that means people are buying less funkos overall and maybe just maybe that fad that funko thing that was very popular back a couple years ago is starting to rescind in popularity and therefore collectability as well so that is something that's very you know heartbreaking to a company but it reminds me of that et atari game that you remember that just ended up at a landfill somebody 40 years from now is going to dig up a bunch of machine gun kelly funkos and go what the hell is going on i don't know that won't be the case well, I mean, it's not going to be on purpose. They're just going to go, who is Machine Gun Kelly? Probably. Yeah. And why is there, are all these crazy action figures in this hole somewhere like somebody did with the E.T. cartridges in New Mexico a bunch of years ago? But it is interesting to me how quickly that can shift. And Funko can go from one of the more profitable collectible companies and action figure companies to going, oh, my God, we got to throw away $30 million of inventory. And we still have almost $300 million of additional inventory that we have to sell. And how they're making money, I don't know if they are or not. So maybe this is the kind of tipping of the scales of the Funko world, which is sad. But that's how the marketplace works, man. You're big one day and gone the next. Yeah. It's crazy. That's why collectability and collecting things can be questionable. Now, the question then becomes, do your Funkos become more profitable if that company goes out of business? I don't know. Did, have you seen, have you watched that Pez uh, I totally did. I totally yeah. did. The Pez Man, yes. Very I interesting. Yes. And, and you know, a similarity, less the fact that, you know, you had somebody who was going around, you know, collecting stuff they weren't supposed to and then selling it. But, I mean, the whole collecting process can be a, a weird thing to navigate yes for sure and companies trying, trying to, to make money yes and companies trying to block you out or make their own money or make sure you don't make as enough money as much money as they are i mean there's some backhanded stuff happening in the world of collectibles for sure and i don't know if funko is playing part in that or uh, getting caught up in it but it is interesting to me that this company can be as big as it is currently still and then struggling as much as it is too behind the scenes morning after with nick and big j hold on to those funkos i guess <laughs> with Nick and Big J. Can I ask you a question, Big J? No, please don't. Oh, man. All right, go ahead. In your opinion, what is the secret of life? What is the secret of life? Yeah, why are we here? What's the meaning of it all? Oh, I I mean, that's for you to decide, friend. That's why I'm asking you. No, I mean, you've got to find your individual purpose uh, and what you want to do. I'm not sure there's... There's no higher meaning or uh, reason or anything behind it all? I mean, sometimes I wonder... So it's a complex question you're asking. I know. And there isn't an easy answer. All right. Sorry, well, dude. No, you don't have to apologize to me. I just wanted to see if you're officially a senior citizen, and you are. Uh, because what? a survey of 2,000 people, 64 and older, showed that, you know what? They haven't figured out life yet. It's the way it works, man. Only one in nine say they figured out what to do with their lives and what the meaning of life is and why they're here on this earth, and that's a good thing. 
57% of respondents over the age of 64 say they feel like everybody expects older people to have all the answers, uh, just like I did with you. And you come up empty, just like all these other seniors. I, mean, I feel like I come up empty in a lot of questions you ask me, so I don't know if it's that uh, you, you're putting a lot of lust stock into those answers, and I don't understand why. <laughs> you may be right. Maybe it's my fault. What do you mean I might be right? No, I'm saying you might be right. Maybe it's my fault. Maybe I think that you know more than you actually do. And I want to believe that you have these answers that I so no, desperately see. No, I think see. you're patronizing when you no, ask these questions. not at all. How dare you? First of all. Second of all, if anybody knows the meaning of life, it's got to be Big J. You live it to its fullest. Agree or disagree? No, I don't. Huh? What do you mean? I spend most of my time playing video games. That's yeah. Not living no life responsibilities? Nobody bothering yeah, you? Yeah, I should be doing living productive things. Well, hang on. Now, now you may have discovered the meaning of life right now as we're talking. Yeah. Maybe it's for you to get off your tail so and thing. do something productive. You won't be telling me the secrets to life. No, 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 no. Absolutely not. Because uh, those that, that's why they're called secrets. Is because I'm not going to tell anybody what I know. 31% of seniors say they would like to actually consult somebody else and be like a life coach. But then they admit that they don't have it figured out. So that seems like it's a waste of time. But when it comes to making mistakes, the average senior say, you know what? We make the same error about two or three times before learning from it and then moving on. You know, like when the uh, when you get burnt on the stove. Okay, apparently it takes a couple times before they figure it out. <laughs> it's not a good idea to touch it. I don't know. But uh, the point is, as you get older, doesn't necessarily mean you get smarter, I guess. It all takes some time, experience, and your own personal journey in order to figure that stuff out. Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley are not going anywhere. The New York Giants signed Daniel Jones to a four-year, $160 million deal yesterday, and they used their franchise tag on running back Saquon Barkley. Uh, Jones will receive $82 million guaranteed at signing as part of the deal, uh, and then that includes up to $35 million in incentives, and then Barkley will make about $11 million next year under the franchise tender, and then they'll see if they can't work out a long-term deal with him. Lamar Jackson also got himself franchise tagged yesterday, but the non exclusive kind, meaning he can look at other teams and other teams can look at him. As long as they're willing to give up draft compensation and sign him to a gigantic contract, he may not be a Baltimore Raven either. It all depends on how this all shakes out. Uh, Big J, Star Wars has pulled the plugs on a couple of movies that were supposed to come out, uh, but one of them that's sticking around is the Takiya Watiti movie. Uh, he has been given the green light for his own Star Wars film, but now comes the news that Big J, he's working on the script, but he wants to star in the film. And... <laughs> a new character based on him. If you've seen any of his movies, you should not be surprised that he is logjamming himself into the movie. But I don't know if I... I mean, like, I... Now, listen, I know that you liked Love and Thunder more than I did. Uh, I felt like he really dropped the ball with that movie, but I still think there's more good than bad in the Takiya Watiti... Oh, yeah, uh, absolutely. You know, ...kind of uh, list of things that he's done. But... I don't know if I want to watch a Star Wars movie where Takiya Watiti plays the lead character of that particular thing. Of course, it all depends on what the story is. I was is. hoping somehow this was an entire movie about uh, IG-11. Yeah, that would be cool. But that story kind of came to an end, didn't it, in The Mandalorian? Uh, well, apparently you haven't seen the latest episode. Uh, oh, no, I have. He's coming back. That yeah, I understand. Yeah. But, I mean, like the, the point is like it's one of those deals where it's kind of cyclical, I guess you could do it. But I'm not sure if there's yeah. enough to carry a whole story there. Uh, we do know there's already a date released for it, that Star Wars is still kicking around the idea if they want Takiya Waititi to star in it. And we'll see what ends up happening. But December 19th, 2025 
is when it's going to come out. So, like it or not, it could be happening. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your important stuff. Ultra Smackdown. On the Morning After with Nick and Big J. And a great Morning After prize package here. Monster Jam is happening Friday at Fort Idaho Center Arena. We got your 7 o'clock showing here, so we'll set you up with those tickets. Have fun. It's always a great time out there at Monster Jam. And then Saturday, man, we got a big big show at the Knitting Factory. Nearly sold out. Uh, Bad Flower, Des Rocks, and you will get tickets to the show. Plus, they're coming in to do an X session, both bands, here on Saturday afternoon. So you'll get in for that, you and a guest as well. A very unique experience. It's been a while since we've had one, so looking forward to that. You should win this by beating me in Pop Culture Smackdown. 208-287-1003 is the number that you need to call if you'd like to play this game. It should be fun once again as we open up the show with it. Today is International Women's Day. Today's pop culture all about the ladies, Big J. What are your favorite subjects? Let's go to the phones. Lady? Good morning, DX. How's it going? Good, man. What's your name? Jay. All right, Jay, you're up first. Jay, P- Patricia Palankis was the first woman and still the only woman ever to do this professionally. What is it? Is it play football professionally, drive a NASCAR professionally, or be a Navy SEAL? What was her name again? Her name is Patricia Palankis. Navy SEAL? Navy SEAL. Wrong. Incorrect. She was not a Navy SEAL. So I would have got that wrong, hey, too. Hello, the X. Hey, how's it going? Good. Patricia Palankis was the first woman, still one of the only women, to do this professionally. What is it? Is it play professional football, drive in NASCAR professionally, or be a Navy SEAL? What was the name again? <laughs> Patricia it Palankis. <laughs> it might. Patricia Palankis? Yeah. Especially if you're trying to Google it. That's what I'm saying. I'm just going to go on a wild limb NASCAR driver. NASCAR driver. No. Wrong. Plenty of women NASCAR <laughs> Laughter in the background. Because he knew he was oh, trying man. to Google it. Hello, Funny. the X. You guys win today. Hey. Hey, Patricia Palankis was the first woman, still one of the only women, to do this professionally. What is it? Play football? Drive a NASCAR? Be a Navy SEAL? Play football? That is correct. Right. Patricia <laughs> played for the Orlando Panthers, a very small Atlantic Coast Football League back in 1970. Still the only woman to do that. Big J, in 1887, Suzanne Stolzer became the first female mayor in the United States. She was actually elected 33 years before women were officially allowed to vote nationwide. What state was her town located in? New York, Ohio, or Kansas? I'm going to go with New York. New York is... Wrong. Incorrect. Kansas? Kansas. Right. She was a mayor in Kansas. Never would have thought it. And uh, they were way ahead of the curve. So congratulations to Susan. Good job, Kansas. Congratulations to you as well, sir. You're going to go check out Monster Jam, and you got passes to the Bad Flower Des Rock Show coming up on Saturday. You're invited to our double X session, courtesy of Coors Light and Corbin Ford. Hold on one second. We'll get some information from you and make sure you're all set and good to go there. One final one, Big J. Valentina Trashkanova made history as the first woman to do what? Uh, I have no idea. She's the first woman in space, Big J. Oh. Right. For the Soviet Union back in 1969. Cosmonaut. Still a twinkle in your father's eye. Morning After with Nick and Big J. We will do some headlines next of the X-Rocks. <laughs> headlines are as follows, Big J. Not legal. The Menu Part 2 and Creepy Hoarder. The Menu Part 2. You remember The Menu Part 1, right, Big J? Yeah. Well, this story may be a continuation of it. A former Mexican beauty queen 
and her Romanian Dutch partner were sentenced to four years in prison after an audacious heist which saw them pose as high-end diners only to steal $1.7 million worth of wine. Whoa. Priscilla Guerva is 28 years old, her partner Constantine, 49. They were sentenced Monday for the 2021 plot, which saw them book this very expensive 14-course meal at the Arteo Hotel in the Spanish city of Conceres. Now, according to the newspaper there, the theft took place on October 27, 2021 and was actually initially successful. They paid a lot of money to sit down in this very exclusive restaurant to have this 14-course dinner served to them. But as it was happening and the chef was explaining each plate, apparently uh, Priscilla would wander off, go to the wine cellar and grab super expensive bottles of wine and bring them back. And when they left the actual restaurant, they ended up having $1.7 million dollars worth of wine in her bag and they didn't figure it out till a couple of weeks later and they reviewed security footage but basically she grabbed a bunch of bottles of wine that were from 1806 worth about $330,000 a bottle and that's how they made out with it so they really didn't even have that much wine they just knew what they were looking for knew what kind of wine was super expensive and grabbed it and so they were able to then sentence them and arrest them because of the actual crime. But that's crazy, man. How you can walk out with like five bottles of wine and it's worth $1.7 million. That's, if you know what you're looking for. It's not cool, man. No. And, and sadly to me, it probably all tastes like some, you know, fast food restaurants, house red. But that's just the way that my palate works, I guess. And But they got caught too, so probably not a great plan. Not legal or creepy hoarder, Big J? Creepy hoarder. Cindy Lima and Kieran Walsh were apartment hunting when they found a home for sale that was cheaper than most apartments. That never happens. There was one catch, though. Uh, this Jersey City home that they were looking to buy was fill- had three rooms filled floor-to-ceiling with Bibles and porn alternating. For each Bible, there was a magazine of porn in between, and it went all the way from the floor to the ceiling in three different rooms. According to Sydney, she said, quote, I felt like I was trapped in the person's brain. There was so much stuff to access. You couldn't walk around without tripping on either a Bible or a bunch of porn. The home was also filled with trash, books, and mail. And after a year-long intense cleanup, they were able to figure out a few things and get everything all cleaned up. They now plan to move in this month. So they saved a bunch of money, but it took them a year to clean out all the Bibles and pornography, Big J, which means that's a lot of Bibles and porn. Agree or disagree? Yeah, strange combination. Yeah, weird thing to go hand in hand. Not like peanut butter and jelly. No, and if it is and you think it is, that might be on you. Wrap it up with not legal. A woman who stole an alligator egg from the Animal World and Snake Farm Zoo in Texas reportedly raised and cared for the animal for 20 years, Big J. The animal, now 8 feet long, believe it or not, of course, was found because it got out of her backyard, and Texas Parks and Wildlife officials figured it out. Warden said the alligator had been kept in good condition and, for most part, was friendly, but only with the woman who cared for it. Everybody else he wanted to bite and eat. But the woman now faces a fine. The Texans are not allowed to keep alligators or pets. That's against the law. The reptile is now back at the zoo it originally was stolen from when it was an egg. Animal World and Snake Farm Zoo. Which sounds like the least safe place in the world to me. I don't know why. Very Tiger Kiggy, but I'm sure it's incredibly wonderful for all parties involved. And a reminder, do not keep wild. I don't know why anybody would even want an alligator as a pet. Why would that be a thing? I don't know. Again, uh, the whole drug dealer thing. 
But I mean, she had it for 20 years. Yeah. That's a lot of like meat you have to feed an alligator. It was eight feet long. I mean, obviously she cared for it and took care of it, and the animal liked her as well. It was the only person he didn't want to eat. Thank God. But still, very strange decision making uh, during this whole process. Morning after with Nick and Big J. That's every bit of our headlines. You're up to date on a bunch of stuff. That is Just Pretend by Bad Omens here on The Morning After with Nick and Big J. I know what you're going to say, Nick, Big J. It's not Thursday. This isn't Nerd Alert, but we're still going to talk about video games, aren't we? Yeah, yeah, because uh, they're a relatively big deal. And if you've got kids, you probably have fought with your kids about how much time they're spending uh, in front of the TV on their console playing games. And maybe you've even said this, hey, you're going to rot your brain playing all the games. And uh, thanks to University of Houston and a new research study, Nick, uh, that is not the case. Now the kids can say, you listen, parents, you're wrong. Uh, And uh, despite uh, spending more than four hours each day on a console like the PlayStation or Xbox does not impact kids' brains' functions, their cognitive ability, Nick. Does it improve it? Or just kind of keep it Yeah, here's the other side of that. It doesn't improve it either. Okay. No matter what kind of game you're playing. So you're just killing time, essentially. <laughs> so you're just, you're, yeah, you're not you're not doing any harm to your brain. You're not slowing down anything, you're, but you're also not gaining anything. Uh, so that's, uh, that's an interesting uh, study that they did there. And, you know, spending all that time uh, gaming does take away from the time maybe to do homework or sure. maybe to learn other things. But it's not going to deteriorate uh, and destroy their brain. I'm not sure if we ever, uh, even if it was said, I'm not sure if you thought, like, if you played a video game, your brain would start rotting from the inside out. I think it was just one of those things that they wanted to say because you're like, yes, you could be. It is preventing you from doing things that could actually help you down the road. But we know it improves hand-eye coordination. It can improve concentration. It can improve certain particular things depending on what kind of game you're playing as well. But yeah, I mean, we know that be- that spending a bunch of time in front of your screen is not good for you no matter how old you are, regardless of if you're playing a video game or just watching your phone for a bunch. We know that that impacts things negatively, but the good news is you're not physically damaging your brain, right? Yeah, and uh, but it also says the study revealed that, you know, certain types of games described as helping children build healthy cognitive skills presented no measurable effects, <laughs> despite the marketing messages. Okay. So, you know, making a little Johnny play that stupid game isn't doing him any good. Yeah, if you think you're you're uh, selecting good games for your kids to play, uh, as long as they're in front of the screen, they might as well be playing like an ABC Mouse thing. It's probably yeah. not. Do them a favor, sit them in front of Call of Duty multiplayer right away, and let them know what life is like. Okay, yeah. people but- mocking them, calling them names, all kinds of things, bullying them. Get it out of the way. I mean, where else are they going to learn racial epithets if not on Call of Duty online? This is where things are taught. Let's go. Yeah. So, and then make sure they don't use those words, please, and thank you. Teach them how to use the mute button. Morning After with Nick and Big J. We will do some bad impressions. They're next on the X-Rocks. Nick and Big J. Yeah, Bad Impressions brought to you by Treasure Valley Subaru. They're more than just Subaru. They're the Idaho Center pre-owned Superstore. And I'm telling you what, man, it's their great weekend. And, of course, we've got the 50th uh, Boise Roadster Show. That happening at Expo Idaho. Chip Foose coming in town Saturday for that. You've got Kev Dog and the crew from uh, Bitchin' Rides. So overhaul and Bitchin' Rides. If you watch Motor Trend, uh, in, 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 you've seen these guys on TV. And uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. A lot of great vehicles going to be out there and stuff for the family. We'll get you set up with a pair of tickets. 
tickets for the Boise Roadster Show here if you figure out Bad Impressions. Here's our phone number, 208-287-1003. This is how Bad Impressions works. Big J has three clues. They're all revolving around somebody pretty famous. If you can figure out who that famous person is in those three clues or less, congratulations. You're going to check out some pretty cool cars at Expo Idaho this weekend. Are you ready, Big J? Yep. Then to the phones we go. Good morning, the X. Oh, no. I Uh-oh. lost somebody. That's Uh-oh. not going to work. Hello, the X. Oh, it's got new. Hello, the X. <laughs> What's up, man? What's your name? Jimmy. All right, Jimmy, you're up first. Hey, you jabronis. I won an award for acting. Yeah, Max. Can you smell what I've been cooking? Good Lord, Max. <laughs> I'm going to give you the people's elbow. I have no idea. Whoa. I know that's not it. But <laughs> ah, what do you no. do with your spare time, sir? Not, it's like the second time he's done them this week. You should pick it up. I no, guess. that's not true. Hello, the ex. It seems like it. How's it going? What's up, man? Did you hear Big J's clues? No, I don't hear any clues. Shoot. I won an award for acting, you jabronis. Repeat that. I won an award for acting, you jabronis. Say it, though. Say jabronis. I still can't hear what you're saying. Jabronis! Jabronis. Can you smell what I'm cooking? I don't know. Oh, wow. Yeah, I don't know that one. What's the third one? Wait, what did you just say? Can you hear me? Yeah, we we can hear you. Was it? Okay. So, Dwayne Johnson? There you go. There you go. Okay. Hang on one second. (laughs) Climbing a mountain today. Weird. Uh, Why is The Rock in the news? Can you believe this, Nick? The Rock won an award for Black Adam. No. Yes. That can't be right. Yes. Uh, Thanks to Nickelodeon's Kids' Choice Awards. Oh, God. Those kids don't know nothing. So, uh, they give him an uh, an award for Teth Adam, favorite movie actor. Favorite movie actor? Who else is nominated? I I have to know. I don't know. Oh, probably, come on. probably all the uh, all the others, and then he also won an award for favorite voice from an animated movie for uh, the Super Friends. Right? Super Friends, yeah. yes. Uh, well, congratulations. I mean, I just think Dwayne the Rock Johnson is very popular, and that helps in the Kids Choice Awards, of course. But uh, in in no uh, no world should uh, Black Adam win an acting award. No offense. Well, I enjoyed the movie much more than I thought I would. That's absurd. But listen, man, it's the kids. For Pierce Brosnan. Uh, whatever they want to do. <laughs> Yeah, maybe for being Pierce Brosnan. Uh, congratulations, man. Hang on. We'll hook you up with those Boise Roadster Show tickets, and we will wrap up the show here next on the X-Rocks. <laughs> That's Motionless and White. That song is called Werewolf, believe it or not, here on The Morning After with Nick and Big J. And that's going to wrap up the old show today. We had a chance to, of course, make sure you avoid a movie called The Good Neighbor on Hulu, as Big J hated it. And Very sexless. does not recommend the nudity-free movie, which apparently he was looking forward to, uh, but it did not live up to his expectations. Also had a chance to give away some more Bad Flower tickets. We'll do that again tomorrow, along with some Monster Jam tickets and some Boise Roadster Show tickets, so the giveaways will continue into Thursday. Nerdler coming up tomorrow as well, and that leaves you with the floor, Big J. 
people just be so careful what you're typing into your browser because uh, it, I mean it doesn't matter why you're doing it like most of the time when you think of the direct marketing thing you've typed something into a search browser I found out this morning that isn't always the case and that's the and and basically we announced this morning that Bert Kreischer is coming to town his comedy festival is going to be at Extra Mile Arena and one of the opening comedians Nick is Andrew Santino and um, and I, as I was putting together the Instagram announce for this I had to put in his uh, his name to tag him in it Mm -hmm. and his name is cheeto santino and the next thing you know in uh, on my instagram account i have promos and sponsorships advertising cheetos (laughs) yes i've never seen it before and all of a sudden it's just it's i didn't even just just typing in cheeto and then whatever word comes after that was enough to trigger it yeah that's all it takes be careful, people. Uh, and now that you've said the word in my presence 500 times, it's going to pop up on my See, timeline, I, I, too. Yeah, I don't know. I, I mean... I know you keep saying that, but you told me I, I was crazy I, about things just popping up even though you didn't type it in, just like it yeah, just happened I to think, you. See, here's the thing is you don't even think about what you're typing in and what purpose you're doing it for. And this is exa- an example of that exact situation where I wasn't searching for anything. Right. I just typed in Cheeto. Right. Santino, yes. and it brings it up. Yes, it happened. That's how this stuff works. I don't search for anything or say anything, but your microphone is always active, and it picks up but stuff. But here's the thing. And it'll pop in your time. Now, I was doing that on the ex's Instagram account, but it started populating in my personal Instagram Well, they know account. your account is also So that's that. what's going to happen. You're going to see Cheetos up in your I Instagram. Know. I know. I know, and I'm fully prepared. And I don't like it any more than you do, Big J. I'll eat the Cheetos. Uh, you'll want the Cheeto that I'm not going to buy that yes. are on my timeline? Okay, well, I'll make happen i guess next set of x rock brought to you by beacon plumbing for tank and tankless water heaters clogged drains leaky faucets toilets will flush stop freaking and call beacon beacon plumbing heating and mechanical your trusted plumbing source online at beaconplumbing.com that's it for us jason drew's up next you guys have a good one it's the x rock the morning after podcast brought to you by idaho advocates you didn't deserve to be in an accident but you do deserve an advocate make sure you hit them up on their website idahoadvocates.com